This is Frankly Speaking Podcast. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking Podcast. Hey, we about to hit you with the... <laughs> Let me stop playing with y'all. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Frank G. And this is a Breakfast Bar Series episode. So, you know what that means. For those of you who've been monitoring the podcast since its inception, or if you went back and listened to some of the older episodes or the last Breakfast Bar with Jay Johnson, you know the Breakfast Bar series is a interview-based series, which the episodes are with a conversation with other people, other individuals in the community, other individuals that I value their opinions. So this one is no different. This breakfast bar is featuring Miss Kaya. And I think that we, during the interview, kind of touched on a topic that is often only kind of broached in the, I guess, for like the new age arenas and topics or your kind of religious topics. Uh, But The topic of the interview is mainly and really a very important one in my view is spiritual beings having a human experience, you know, and so that means a lot of things to a lot of different people. People have definitely their own viewpoints, whether that their viewpoints come from tradition or whether their viewpoints come from, you know, really meticulously paying attention to themselves doing their own self-work or if it's just you know whatever you picked up on your way through life you know all of this correct to be honest because it's your experience so whatever you want to experience in your life that's correct there is no right or wrong it's whatever you decide to do so with that I think that this is a good time to um get this topic out there on the airways you know, there's been many, many people, many master teachers in the in the past who have talked about this. And uh, I really do think it, it, it's a topic that really, you know, is at the core of some of my own thought forms and, you know, things that I tend to hold as true or or valuable or believe. Right. You know, because there are things and levels to life. And we are more than just a physical body, you know, because at some point these bodies will, we will leave these bodies. We will leave this experience behind that we call life and that we cling so dearly to. And we will go on to experience uh, uh, the great transition to in back to, you know, the whole phrase of back to the future, right? I mean, you go through this experience and you stop and you go back really to the future where you really want to get to where all the knowledge is held and you know your true self and your true form and all of those type of things and uh 
I think our guest on this episode is, will be, was a perfect choice to speak about this because, you know, I've just to give you some background, I, I've met Miss Kaya back in early 2000s, I want to say somewhere around there and uh, at Dell Tech, you know, back in school and college and, you know, she was cool. She definitely wasn't the spiritually awakened, you know, free feminine uh, woman that she is now. When I met her back in the day, she was, and she'll get into that a little bit in in the interview. However, uh, yeah, so it, it, it's it's always amazing. And one thing I I I chose to reach out to her because I am an individual who loves to see people's progression and see people's stories in life, right? I've told you all this many times on this podcast. I love people's life story. There's no one on planet Earth in this plane who doesn't have an amazing story. You know, and that, and that's one of the, that's really at the base of, frankly speaking, podcasts is I want to hear people's stories. You know, and, and I told you guys, you all, ladies and gentlemen, you know, maybe a episode ago or two episodes ago that I, I, I'm really considering taking this podcast and just doing some traveling from city to city, town to town, and just seeing if people really want to sit down and just share their story. Because I think there's a lot of healing when you can, you know, connect to someone else's story that you've never met before. And some of you have never met Kaya before. And you will hear the passion and you will hear the you know the struggles that she's going through in her own heart excuse me in her own life to get to where she is at the moment you're going to hear from her you see so i i i think this is very valuable i don't take this lightly for any of my guests that come on the breakfast bar series they all have an amazing story each and every one of them that's been on so far and i'm going to continue to bring high quality, high value people in terms of their, their wisdom and knowledge and just, you know, being a good person is really the criteria. So without further ado, we're going to get right into the interview. Enjoy. I'll see you on the back end. What's up, everyone? So for this breakfast bar, we have the one and only Miss Kaya. And this is a special breakfast bar because, you know, we had to reschedule. And I think that Miss Kaya is going to bring a lot of value to the podcast and this episode and especially you know, for those of you who are listening and who frequent the podcast. Um, so without further ado, Miss Kaya, would you like to introduce yourself and let the folk know who you are and what you do? Hello. 
Um, like Frank said, my name is Kaya. I go by Melanin Monroe online on all social media. Um, I like to think of myself as a spiritual enthusiast and a loveaholic. I believe um, love is the eternal energy and the driving force energy mm. for a lot of things that we do as mm -hmm. human spiritual beings having a mm -hmm. human experience. Yep. And um, I'm just a lover of all of the ologies. I love theory mm. and philosophy, anything that has to do with the mind and how the mind thinks. I'm just all engaged. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of, tell so you started your own business correct yes and what exactly is that business about so i have melanamonroe.com which um is very directed towards again spiritual beings having a human experience engaging with tools to either kickstart or help you along your spiritual journey to yourself i believe intention is the blueprint or it is is the catalyst for mm. really stepping into yourself and stepping into your power and i just provide a lot of metaphysical tools that help you get in tune with yourself and start to have you get in tune with the moon cycles mm. and um all things you know relating to spirituality so moon cycle so do you did you celebrate the new year on the new moon cycle with the also i believe the the Chinese also celebrate their yes. new year on the new moon cycle. Yeah. Mm. So um, it was February 1st. But, you know, the mm. um, when it's a full moon or new moon, the energy is the strongest the day before, the day of, and the day after. Mm -hmm. So um, some people have rituals and things like that that they did on February 2nd. Mm -hmm. I went on the 1st and the 2nd of February. Mm -hmm. And I just, um, it's a great time. Well, the new moon is a great time to set new intentions to Indeed, yeah. really start new projects and things like that and just set the course of plant good seeds that's basically mm -hmm. how i look mm -hmm. at it so i'm i'm in the group where we kind of look at the true new year as being this is start of the new sun cycle which would be the spring yes Equinox. same mm -hmm. um, for like area season mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and you know the 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 sun you know starting to return to its glory coming through aries on march 21st that's where i i plan on doing a little party mm -hmm. at that time so you know do you follow that one as well or you go just strictly more on the moon cycle i follow all because for mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. my new year begins on my birthday Mm -hmm. So that's when I have a celebration mm -hmm. and not just like, you know, like a birthday celebration, mm -hmm. but I get in intentional about my birthday. So I do my vision boards, you know, I have a release ritual, like a, a ritual to release a lot of things of yeah. the year prior and also set some intentions for the year coming mm -hmm. forward. I do like a lot of different spreads um, with my best friend who's also uh, like I said, we love all of the ologies. So right, we look right. into like our astrology report, mm -hmm. you know, cards of destiny. I think you and I spoke a yep, little bit yeah, about that yeah. and like numerology and just, mm. you know, get a blueprint for or a guidebook for our following year. But then, you know, you have the calendar, New Year, January 1st, which nah, yeah. sometimes I the, care, sometimes I don't. Like. The, the Gregorian calendar and this, you know, uh, worship of Janus, the God. Yeah. which is you know he's represented by the month of january 
you know, that whole Roman Greek thing that they still, you know, perpetuate. <laughs> but uh, you mentioned numerology. And are you into like life path numbers and things like that? I'm starting to. My best friend, Brittany at My Gym Wellness, but she's um very, she's more ahead than I am. She's like my guidebook for it. Mm-hmm. So, yes, um, we do look into not just your life path number, but we also speak about your like your soul path, mm-hmm. your destiny mm-hmm. path, and like your expression number. Mm-hmm. And um, do you know what yours is? I know my life path number. What is it? Five. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I think that's as far as I know. I know everything else, like as far as the astrology goes, you know, uh, a Libra, Aries, Leo rising. Mm-hmm. So that's as far as I got into it. And uh, which also the astrology is also numerology as well. So mm-hmm. which brings me to just a side question. Are you and your best friend when y'all, you know, when you two are getting together, doing your spirituality and, you know, unleashing and tapping into your feminine principle? Um do you two get into gerantry at all? No. No. We um and I, it is we do tap into our femininity, but we also have to tap into our masculinity mm, as well because mm, mm. wherever there's light, there's dark. You know, wherever there's masculine, mm. there's feminine. Mm, so the we, duality. Yeah, person. we mm. really, really hone in on that. And um, like for me as well, like just to put mine on there, I'm a Libra Sun, Cancer Moon, Taurus Rising, mm-hmm. and um, my life path number is an eleven. Um, which mm, very rare. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm a life path 11. However, because, you know, 11, when you combine it, it can also be a two. A two yeah. So, um, in the past, I would like to say before my spiritual journey really began, I definitely was vibing on some two, <laughs> yeah. you know? And yeah. so once you kind of realize that, you know, what you're sitting on or mm-hmm. you start to come into like your gifts or really to lean into what you're passionate about, mm-hmm. you kind of tap in and all you yeah, want to do uh, is learn more. 11, that's one of the rare life path numbers. It's, it's a uh, master number. Yeah, it is. 11, 22, and 33 mm-hmm. are the, the super rare. 33 being the rarest. rarest. The I don't rarest. know any I have 33s. never met a 33 uh-uh. before. I've been 33 before, <laughs> but I've never met a 33. And it's funny because um, I was, like my grandmother recently passed in September mm. and I have a a challenging relationship with my mother. Mm -hmm. But when I think about how everything plays a part, my mother and my grandmother are both a a 22. Oh yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I just, um, and it speaks to me because I have a couple friends that do tarot or, you know, there's, I look Mm -hmm. into tarot and, you know, um, even when you look at numerology for the year 2022, the last two Mm -hmm. numbers being 22. And I just remember someone saying to me, like, I'm, Definitely, I have like a strong feminine energy guiding me this year, and it just makes me think it's either you know my mother or my grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it just all makes sense. And to me. I, I mean, it has to be you know because at some point you know we just we briefly you spoke about the duality, the light and dark, you know, the masculine and the feminine principle, you know, and the topic that the main topic that we're going to be diving into, you know, spiritual beings having a human experience when you deal with that type of you know duality and you understand those dualities they definitely lend itself to a much broader understanding of why you're here and what you're doing here and it's one of those things where you know you mentioned you know you said intention a lot (laughs) so with that so 
with let's jump in and, and speak about intention um because i think you know as spiritual beings in these in these bodies and having this physical experience what, what role do, do you think intention plays or do you think it's just something that just you know it's just there and it just happens and people just stumble upon it oh no i think intention is a is a choice I think mm-hmm. it has to be like a deliberate practice mm-hmm. um, because intention to me is love and fear. Those are the two choices when we when it comes to intention. Am I doing this act, this thought, whatever? Is it rooted in love or is it rooted in, you know, fear? Because those are the driving forces of a person having a human experience. Like love is freedom. Love is you know, doing something because it's doing good to not only myself, but other people and fear is out of protection, out of, you know, doing it because it's a memory and you want to keep yourself safe, which you really actually just, it's the ego wanting to protect itself. So to me, intention is everything. And I, I think it's, it has to be a practice that has to then become automatic but it really does start with questioning your motives and your, again, your intention. So when you say questioning your attention, what does that process look like for someone who wants to start on that type of path? They, they start to realize like, hey, you know, there is more to what's going on out here. I'm not just this physical person and that's it. I do have something else talking through me, working through me, i.e. my spirit. <clears throat> and I want to tap into that. So how does it look like? What was the process that you went through when you finally was like, okay, I'm going to grab on to that intention in my life and make it work for me? Oh, whew, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, So for me, okay, so first thing, for people wanting to become more intentional, what that looks like is really, it's the process of learning and unlearning. Mm-hmm. So you have, you know, you have, say. Like I, indoctrinated it, things, like, like from school and societal things. You know how like in cartoons they paint, you know, like the angel on one side oh, and yeah, the devil yeah. on the other. Yeah. And then there's you, you are the observer mm-hmm. of both of those voices. Mm-hmm. And you have like, if you look at it like the devil or the the bad side or whatever Mm -hmm. as being your egoic self your inner child versus you know the angel that's the other side is your real eternal being like Mm -hmm. your your soul that that so i think the you know to become intentional is to really embrace both of those voices and hear what each one is saying and getting to the the root of it Mm-hmm. And your egoic self, your inner child, again, just wants to protect you. Absolutely. That's all it, it you know, its purpose is, you mm-hmm. know, to remind mm-hmm. you and then to set up things so that it protects itself and saves itself. Mm-hmm. So by becoming intentional, you get to know what triggers this inner child. Mm-hmm. What What is the root of the reason why it's protecting you? Like what happened? What, you know, trauma did it endure? Yeah, so yeah. it's when it's faced with a similar scenario that why it's, you know, going to Mm -hmm. it's automatic defense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you want to get to the root of that. And they, some people, you know, in spirituality call that the shadow work. Yeah. And which is why 
in my opinion, a lot of people that start embracing therapy and start going to therapy, mm-hmm. therapy is a lot of that root work, getting to know your inner child, getting to know, you know, a lot of the things you were taught as a child. And once you start yeah, to yeah. free yourself and pull back those layers, you start to come into yourself, your eternal being, and mm-hmm. you're that angel on the side that, mm-hmm. you know, that part inside of you begins to speak more louder mm-hmm. than that part that's always criticizing, which is your ego. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of the the ego versus, you know, your true inner voice, you know, there's a lot of people, especially in this, as you know, as we said, you know, we're we are multifaceted, multidimensional beings having, you know, a singularity in a quote unquote human experience. Right. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> when we talk about the ego and the true self. You know, a lot of times you come across these teachings from the Dalai Lama and, you know, all these Buddhist practices. Because usually when people think about ego and they hear ego, that's what they think about. Mm -hmm. You know, that goes to, you know, uh, Asian mysticism. Mm -hmm. And what and a lot of times the Asian mysticism kind of it's taught in a way where the ego is bad. Yes. Right. And you all oh, you need to detach from your ego Kill the your ego, ego all of that right and at some level it's true and i think what's happening there is but at some level i think they're mis- misguiding people and when they say oh you need to kill your ego and things like that because i don't think they're people understand what they mean because the ego is a very important tool to navigate this world that we're in Absolutely. and you don't throw your the goal is not to throw away your ego the goal is to control make peace mm-hmm. and understand that the ego is a tool that serves you and it you don't serve the ego mm-hmm. you know and a lot of people get caught up in that and i feel like you know they go searching for you know even when they go to therapy sessions right same thing you know the the western ideology kind of teaches you oh you, you know the ego is is bad it's making you do all this stuff mm-hmm. and so what have you experienced in your path so far mm-hmm. have you experienced the liberation of being able to rein your ego in and have your ego work as a tool for you oh that's my girl so <laughs> <laughs> my ego, I call it my ego by my childhood nickname because mm-hmm. my ego in, in my mind, my ego is my inner child because, yeah. you know, she she's formed in my mm. adolescence mm. and she's the one who took on all, you know, the brunt of all of that yeah. trauma that I took on. Mm-hmm. I call her Googie, which is what the nickname that my mother called mm. me. And I had to recognize how Googie speaks to me. Mm-hmm. And so those mo those moments when I'm triggered and like my my anxiety is through the roof, she like that is my that is her trying to get my attention. Yeah, yeah. And so the way the way I speak to her, I get a notebook out mm-hmm. and I <laughs> I ask myself, what am I feeling? Mm-hmm. And I have to write it out just to get to the root cause. Cause I mean, she can't communicate to me; she communicates through me. Right. And the only way I can let her speak mm-hmm. is either by writing it out or doing something creative whether it be oh, like painting mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. because that to me is the work of the ego yeah is you know the creative arts and mm-hmm. things like that but mm-hmm. me and my my ego 
that's my homegirl. And <laughs> it really, yeah. it started, like I began, began to know her voice when, um, again, trigger after trigger. For me, a lot of my childhood trauma is rooted in, you know, like abandonment or, mm. you know, like codependency. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you have a parent that, you know, dealt with addiction, chances are you probably have, you know, some codependent, Absolutely. you know, um, attributes. And yeah, those, they stuck with me until they were kind of taking over my life. And mm -hmm. I was recognizing how they were playing out in my relationships because I was just this oh, whole time, okay. my ego was doing the driving and I'm in the yes, passenger yeah. seat or in the trunk. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Yeah. And yeah. so it just had to get come to a point. It all came to a head. It felt like it felt like a car accident. Mm. And eventually I had to tell her ass, like, I love you, but you need to hop you in the to, back yeah, in your, yeah. your car seat and I need to take it from here. Mm -hmm. And so every once, every That's once a in a while, I tell you know, like I tell my friend, like every once in a while, depending upon the situation, mm -hmm. like at home or something like that, I can turn my music up and I let her do donuts in the parking lot. That's mm -hmm. the way how mm -hmm. I, I can you know, explain it, but there's a time and place for ego because her job, Absolutely. all she wants to do is protect me because she knows how much it hurt her, mm. you know, when she endured the things that she did. Yeah. And so she just want to make sure that I don't have to go through those things again because she doesn't want to. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And <clears throat> that's a good analogy in terms of, uh, you know, the car analogy that you put there because it's a lot of times that, you know, it's a lot of times, you know, people, they don't, they allow their ego to run free mm -hmm. because at some point in the human development, the ego is on autopilot up until you become conscious. And they call that age. They have a term for that age. And it's the age of um, <clears throat> in human development where. I don't remember what it's slipping my mind at the it's moment. Like the id, the ego, the yeah. Super it, there's a is a time where it when they're dealing with even in like regular politics, it's called um, the age of uh, like when you hit a teenager and they deem you as you know what right from wrong is, mm -hmm. and that's when you really come online. Usually, there's rite of passages around that time, 15, mm -hmm. 16, where you, it like, it's just like, boom, all right, I know this was wrong, this is right. Like, but up until that point, the ego is in autopilot. Mm -hmm. and like I said, they have rite of passages, they have, you know, sweet 16s, sweet 15s, and things like that um, to com commemorate that arrival of, a, you know, almost like adult gnosis in a way where you know what is right or wrong mm -hmm. so up until that point so you got say you got 15 years from the day you're born up until you about 15 16 of just the ego being on autopilot just sucking in everything all the experiences the environment mm -hmm. you know people telling you you the best and you really not or telling you the worst or you the worst <laughs> and you really not mm -hmm. and uh you know just sponging all that up and then you come online, the consciousness comes online to where you now can say, you can hear the difference between those voices. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then you got to navigate that. And that's what I think, you know, a lot of people struggle with because as a species, we have the longest adolescence on the planet. Mm -hmm. Our adolescence don't end until 30. So in, because that's the last part of brain development when you hit your thirties. So you have, <laughs> 15 years of just straight up 
trying to figure out who what is your true voice so you're going back and forth between that angel and you know demon so to say that you know your true soul or spirit and your ego and you're trying to navigate that thing no one teaches you how to integrate nobody does it because there's no rites of passages in this realm anymore Mm -mm. they're gone They're, they're they're out and the school doesn't make it any better we know the schools are sterile Mm-hmm. And, you know, as as we pointed out, you know, the topic of this overarching topic of this, you know, podcast and this breakfast bar series is, you know, human beings having, you know, spiritual beings having a human experience. And, you know, as you pointed out, we are multidimensional beings at the same time. So how do we let other people know, like, hey, there's more to you than just what you think you've been doing every day. There's yes. more to it. There's more to it than just waking up in this mundane cycle. You know, there's more to it than putting some weed to your mouth. There's more to it than drinking every and and having sex all the time and doing whatever. Like there's so much more work behind the scene that I feel like so many people miss out on. They don't get they don't they don't get there. Some people do. Some people go halfway. Then you get people who just talk about it right and won't really do no work they know a lot about mm-hmm. it but they ain't doing no work so you know how do you navigate that how, what would you suggest you know people who are actually trying to get to that space do for themselves in my opinion you really have to get to know both parts of who you are mm. you really have to again make friend become friends at least acquaintances yeah with your lower self because your lower self your egoic self is the one that's connected to mm. this earth. And you know? everything under the solar plexus yes. is the ego. Yes. So that means from your belly button down, that's all egoic space. And think about all that, you know, all that, that um, those chakras like attribute to mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. security, your yeah. safety, yeah. your emotions, your creativity. Yeah. Yeah. All of that is from your bottom of your tailbone to two inches the below hell, your belly they, button. So it, that like, Anything below the solar plexus, which is in the middle, pretty mm-hmm. much the middle of your body downward, is considered hell. And those chakra points are also things that, because people who are stuck in those spaces, you can't do anything with you them. All you can do is have sex with them and feed them mm-hmm. and stroke their ego. That's it. Which is, you know, That's their it. confidence. Make them That's feel it. good. Make them feel good and mm-hmm. feed them and have sex with them. You can't do nothing else beyond that. You ain't, they not trying to do no fasting. They not trying to go on no hiking trips to feel nature. They don't want to do none of that. If they, don't, you, they have trust you know, issues. Trust issues. They don't. If it ain't about a bag, they don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it, if you ain't taking them to a restaurant, they don't want it. Right. If you not, you know, giving them some new music, they don't want it. Mm-hmm. It's like all you can do, male or female, feed them, give them new music, and have sex with them. Yes, because you. I mean, it also makes me think of you know like their attention span because mm. creativity, you know, is mm. always wanting something new, something mm-hmm. vibrant, something expressive, yeah. and all of that is connected to those lower chakras, and that's all connected to this earthly realm. So once yeah. you again start to make peace and start to settle those chakras, you get to a place where you get to evolve past that, and mm-hmm. you start to recognize what your truth is. Mm. You start to recognize and tell yourself that's where self-love comes Mm -hmm. into play because you really have to start to love on yourself and know that you're more than 
you are more than those lower chakras. And then you start speaking your truth and the way you communicate starts to elevate. You'll start to get to know your intuition to be Mm. able to see the best case scenario Mm. and all of your decisions. And have some clear points. Yes. Yes. You you mentioned something about, you know, self-love, right? And I've recently realized this my own and my own self as a man and just as a you know a human being all love that you share with someone whether it's a loving relationship family friends whatever is from my experience what i've just learned in the last month is your own Mm -hmm. self-love reflections of it yeah and you're sharing it with someone you're in a you know because previously to the last month or so i've been in the mode of yeah i know i know so much of this i know that boom boom i've read so much stuff but i was in the mode that you had to receive love from someone right mm-hmm. and now i know that that's not the case and what happens is and in my own path what i've reached this uh level of self-love that now i can finally share that love and be switched on mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying be switched on in my life be switched on in my interpersonal relationships be switched on at work because now that that level of love have reached i you because there's a certain level that anything below you're not going to be as you pointed out you're not going to be able to keep your attention span mm-hmm. on it especially in relationships absolutely and when either her or him most of the time him when he doesn't have that level of self-love, he can't properly share that love. Mm-hmm. And that tends because I'm going to just say, I personally think most of the time men mess up the relationship because of that reason, mm-hmm. not because of anything else, just because his level of love, his self-love is not there. So there's a lot of indecisiveness going on, a lot of back and forth going on within him mm-hmm. because he's not at that level he needs to be. Usually, typically, not all the time, but typically, you know, women tend to be at already kind of at that self-love. And I've noticed that once you reach that self-love, I think that's a crossing point of the of your uh, solar plexus into the heaven. So into the upper chakras. Yep. Yes. And that's where like I, I can only speak to that right now because that's where I'm at. Yeah. And I have so much just gratitude and love beaming out of me, self-love that I can share and keep my attention and be switched on in my relationship at work in my own life. And that, that self-love is the key because it's like a, it's like a finish. It's like a line. It's like, once you cross that self-love, you can feel it. Then you've entered in, you can now do the work to rise up into heaven and into those Mm -hmm. other chakras that you were speaking about. I agree. And I wonder if for men, well, I'm assuming for men, it can be a little bit more challenging because oh, yeah. all, they did not that they get less love, but the way that they are taught to love right, is in thing. a yeah. completely different facet mm-hmm. than it mm-hmm. is for women. Mm-hmm. You know, women aspire to marriage. We are told we're taught mm-hmm. and molded to teach, yes. you know, what love is, how to receive love because mm-hmm. love is going to be our driving force. Mm-hmm. And then men, it's, you know, provide, protect. You get 
the job of all of those lower chakras. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, you get all the jobs of those yeah. lower chakras. You get, in most cases, don't get taught how to communicate effectively. Mm-hmm. Don't get taught how to love. Don't mm-hmm. get taught how to see the best. You're taught to do the best. And yeah. then you're not taught, you know, to think. Most men not aren't taught to think. They're taught to follow directions. Like, mm. it's more logic yeah. than it is, yeah. you know, like, free thinking. Yeah. And for women, it's the opposite of that. The chaotic <laughs> principle is it. Yeah. And that's what, you know, being in, I think a lot of men in this experience are missing out on that spiritual spot because they don't have that self-love. Now, if hypothetically speaking, if we had a society that taught self-love first, these men that have trouble with, you know, being in relationships with themselves, being in relationships with a woman and her family member, if they can't sustain anything for a long period of time, they wouldn't have a problem with being that protector, being that provider, because their self-love is at a level where they want to. Because to me, as a as a man, I think a man's job is to emulate the sun. The sun gives light, love, and um, warmth at all times. Mm-hmm. Care, basically, at all times, regardless of what's going on. And I think, for me, that's an epitome of a man. Because even when you're going through something, it's better for a man to live with a hurt heart than to be closed down. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that happens enough because, as you said, they're not taught to cultivate that self-love within themselves so they can freely give and feel and send and receive that, you know, that care and that energy. Mm -hmm. So we can repair, not physically like go in and do mm-hmm. open heart surgery yeah, but yeah. we can repair that's basically what you yeah. be doing yeah. <laughs> but yes you can repair your heart chakra you know when you do love mm-hmm. yourself more mm-hmm. so when that your heart receives all that trauma you mm-hmm. know because in reality we all want to be accepted yes we all want to be be free to be ourselves mm-hmm. you know all of that but you know society and all that conditioning we receive mm-hmm. as children yeah. are taught you know to fit in to fit the mold and so on and so forth but when you start to love yourself more, you start to be who you are, mm-hmm. regardless of what anyone thinks. Yep. But because it's the key you know, your truth. Yeah. And like, it's, it's just a challenge. I think, I mean, for men and for women it to is. really to stand boldly in who they are. And I think for women, it's different because, you know, women um, you're born with it. Feminine yeah, energy, yeah, you know, with absolutely. <laughs> and you're born with intrinsic value. Mm-hmm. You know, you're born with everything that you're, you know, you're going to have. You know, just even down to, you know, we speaking kind of on a macro level, but even if you break it down to just the biological level, you know, women are born with all of the, you know, the eggs that they're going to have. That is intrinsic value already. So that that has so much weight. As soon as a little baby girl is born, she has so much value. When a baby boy is born, yes, he the men carry the spark to start that process of life however he has to build his value up Mm -hmm. and i think there needs to be a switch in where the boys should probably to be honest you know a lot of people going to disagree but the boys should they should switch the colors yeah oh absolutely the boys should be under pink and the boy and the girls should be under blue because the softer tone is cultivating that 
love, care, energy. You want your sons to have that self-love and that care so he can go out and he actually cares enough to be the protector, cares enough to be the provider. And he's not worried about, oh, you're just judging me based on what I can do and all that kind of, he's not going to worry about that because he has self-love already. Mm -hmm. And vice versa, that blue energy, that more uh, harder tone, you know, I guess for lack of better term, <laughs> for lack of better term, you know, it's, versus the softer tone, that's going to allow her to know, like, okay, I can stand up for myself. Yes, I don't have to wait for someone else to speak for me. I can speak for myself, and I can stand on what I want, and not have to worry about being talked off my square mm -hmm. when I say something. I can type build a foundation exactly. for myself, mm -hmm. so I'm not relying on someone else to, you know, provide mm -hmm. it to me. I can be confident in mm -hmm. my abilities as, you know, being a woman. Being, I can be, yeah. you know, secure in myself and mm -hmm. feel my emotions and not hold and, them and, yep. you know, release them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So. And and when you talk about, um, you know, like a woman and, a, you know, an infant being born with all of her eggs, that's why, like, trauma yeah. is so, yeah. like, healing trauma is so important because me as a woman right now, I have, of course, eggs in my, you know, fallopian tubes. Mm -hmm. If I were to be pregnant and if it were to be a girl, she, while she's inside of me, she her eggs are already there. They're so any trauma yeah. I'm feeling is not only going to my daughter, but it's going mm -hmm. to my grandkids. Mm -hmm. And all of that. That's why it's like it's really important, you know, when you get to know energy and you get to know, you know, what spaces you have a choice to whether to yeah. be in or not. Yeah. Yeah. You decide, like, this is not for me. And mm -hmm. you start to... You know, treat yourself in a higher regard because all of that is inherited. Yeah. All of it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what, but see, that's what goes back to being, you know, a spiritual being having a, you know, physical experience means so much because you, I mean, just the idea of that in and of itself, like, oh, okay, these bodies are avatars, so to say, and which which makes me think i wonder how many people really understand how the process works so you have a physical body right you have a spirit mm -hmm. then you have a soul mm -hmm. so it seems to me from my understanding is the way this system works out is you live your physical body in this plane because mm -hmm. you're whatever experience you're having is what you're you know you decide to have but you what what you're meant to have because that information is then when you transition out of here, that information goes with you to the grand scheme things. Mm -hmm. You add it, you add your information to the bucket. But when we're talking about having uh, spiritual beings having a physical experience and talking about intention and how to raise your, you know, unlearn a lot of things in your chakra systems and all that, when that spirit man is the middleman between the ultimate source of yourself, which is your soul. And your physical experience. So your spirit is pretty much the angel that and for those of you who, you know, are into the Christian mythos, um, the angel that it described in Revelation where he had his foot on the oceans and his foot on the land, that's the spirit man. Yes. That's the spirit man because that that oceans represent the universe and the source in totality. The land represents the physical man, the physical experience. So when you're have when your spirit is straddling both, he can take whatever questions you got in your physical realm, take that to the ancestors, which is others 
souls. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily just other people, but there are other souls in that astral plane. Then he can, you know, take that to the ancestors or hopefully take it directly to your source and come back with that answer and give it to you. And that answer comes in forms of dreams. That answer comes in forms <laughs> of other people or whatever mm-hmm. it may have you. And whatever that's, kind of message. Yeah. And know? that's how that works. So, you know, for those of you thinking like, oh, well, how do I know I'm having, you know, this other experience? That's how, you know, your intuition is one other way. When you like, yo, you should go ahead and do that. You know, the hair on your body isn't just there to keep you warm and listen, all that. It, it's sensories. It's sensors. You know yep. when that hair stands up on your shoulders, on yep. the back of your neck, yep. on your forearms, whatever. When you're talking to someone and that happens, that means you entering a space of truth or there's some energy that's raising there. Yes. And, you're, and your body's letting you know, like, yo, pay attention. Yes. You know, Stay whether, on guard, whatever whether it it's is. positive or negative, it's mm-hmm. telling you, like, yo, something's up. You need to, you know, your spite, spidey senses. Yes. That's what that is. <laughs> Yes, we That's all have is. it. Yeah. We all have it. Yeah. But there are some people who, who, you know, again, they get so elevated mm. in who they are as their mm. spirituality, they can become disconnected from their mm-hmm. bodies. Yeah. And the perfect duality has to exist. You have to be in alignment with your spiritual self yep. and your physical self yep. to be able to decipher the messages that not only you receive from source, from the universe, but also mm-hmm. the messages that your body tells you from the energy that is felt between Absolutely. one another. And this I I can't stress this enough. This physical experience that we are experiencing is divine. It's not something that to be toiled with. It's not something that's just, oh, whatever. This experience is just as important as the spirit when you go into the astral plane, because we all do, whether you recognize it or not, that's what you're doing when you sleep and all mm-hmm. that stuff. You're no longer, your consciousness leaves your body. (laughs) Like it leaves, it doesn't stay there. So you time travel and you go back in time, you go forward in time. You are a galactic international, interdimensional traveler. Mm -hmm. And, but people kind of neglect the physical experience. And I think, you know, if anything is a sin, I think that will be, a sin because you know they ruin and destroy their bodies and other people's bodies mm-hmm. because of that you know and this it's so amazing to be alive here all of the beauty all of the just all of the experience in totality is amazing people might think it's negative or positive however which mm-hmm. way you go about it is your own perception however all of that makes it beautiful and i'm like man like i'm glad i'm a spiritual being having this, you know, human experience because this is the only place you can experience them. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. This is, this is the playground. Yes. You know, like just think back as a child of being on the playground, there was days where you was the center of attention. Mm -hmm. You was having a blast. And then there's days they they left your ass out the next day. Oh, we're not playing with you today. And you're like, what? Right. You know, and it's, but in totality, when you think back about, you know, recess and all that stuff most of us most of us had a good positive experience mm-hmm. even with the negatives and positive you're always going to have outliers Absolutely. you're going to have people who are just always in the limelight you're going to have people who didn't nobody wanted to play with them mm-hmm. 
That's just how it goes. <laughs> you know, that's the experience that you agreed to have when you came here. Yeah. Oh, oh I love so, that, that you said that you agreed to have yeah. because I wholeheartedly, um, I mean, and just just as a woman, mm-hmm. um, I really do believe one, we pick our parents. Two, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. it's a contract when yeah. when your parents are in a, in an attempt to concept <laughs> you, <laughs> it is a contract, contract that you know that spirit baby that that spirit yeah. baby has to agree yep, to agree. terms and conditions. It does not know the experience of Mm-mm. its life because you know we all have free will. It mm. does not like that baby is not agreeing to a life of abuse. Yeah, but yeah. that baby is agreeing to manifest yes. here on earth w- with from these those parents. two people. Yeah, yes, absolutely. I wholeheartedly believe that. Whether if that spirit baby is coming back from an ancestor, a loved one, whatever, or is coming back to repay a debt, mm. who knows? Yeah, who knows what that yeah, soul decided to incarnate for? Yes, it's all for a reason. But mm. we do pick our parents and we do choose to incarnate here on this earth. That's mm-hmm. to me, like, um, as a woman who's even experienced miscarriage, like, I really do believe, you know, Children can change their mind, you know, they can yeah. change their mind, whether yeah. it be from fear, yeah. whether if it's just they're simply not ready. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to like for women, even if you're wanting, you know, to to conceive, talk to that baby that's not even here yet. You have to speak to that spirit there because they're always listening. You know, they're mm. always around you. And sometimes you have to make things comfortable and actually, you know, Hear those messages, pay attention to your dreams, pay attention to, you know, um, repetitions and things like that that happen in your surrounding because it's all purposeful. It's all purposeful. We are choosing to be here, especially in times like mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. because transition time. Yes. The fact that two, 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 transition time, so on yeah. and so forth will mm. never happen again in our lifetime. We are choosing to be here right now. Mm. And we're choosing to have these experiences. And yeah. I think they are meant and to be being felt. able to have two of those, you know, in one month. Yes. It lets you know, like, it's time to get, make sure, just side note, make sure y'all go outside and get your downloads from mm-hmm. the sun, please. They don't want you outside at all. They want you inside, not getting no sun. So, yes. but do you think that, the souls that incarnate again, do you think they're new souls or do you think they're just returning souls? Do you think there are any new souls being created or do you think all the souls that are there are all the souls that's ever been and they're just reincarnating in different experiences at different times? Um, I think it can be, a, um, I don't want to say a little bit because nothing, nothing mm. about a soul is small. I think on a magnitude, it can be both mm. because um, while I do think this, this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. I feel as though you there's levels to this um, spirit realm. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah, have yeah. your angel. You like you have your guides. You have your ancestors, and you have like just like yeah, I guess like the the baby souls mm-hmm. that are up there. And for me, your angels, like your angels, are the ones who do not incarnate here on earth. Mm-hmm. And you have your spirit guides, which are the ones who say they have reincarnated so many different times mm-hmm. you know on they, earth they've met the prerequisites yes yes they don't have to if they, they don't, don't to. have to so mm-hmm. their choice is to to stay up there mm-hmm. and then you have the souls that have to come back again to relearn their lessons mm-hmm. and things like that or like the new experiences that have to that haven't yet reincarnated here and those may mm-hmm. be 
the ones that are more difficult to, you know, choose to engulf on mm-hmm. this passage. But I do think there's there's levels that it can be all, you know, because yeah. it, it reminds me of the did you see the movie Soul? Yes. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. That movie gave me. That, that, yeah. That movie was and the reason, you know, in my th- in my thought process is I don't think there may I don't think there's any new souls at all. Mm-hmm. I think. All the souls in totality have always been the souls in totality because I mm-hmm. think those souls are the source of the universe. And they go anywhere they want in the universe. You know, the ones who have the t- <laughs> who've uh, signed on to come here, mm-hmm. you know, they they finish their contract. They're like, yeah, I come so many times or however many times mm-hmm. they decide to come. But I think because in, in the movie Soul, if you notice, when the uh the characters when he died right he was himself Mm -hmm. right he didn't turn into a baby he didn't return back so even when they returned back into new babies they were still conscious and understanding of whatever they've been doing babies only exist in our physical you know (laughs) and that's what that's what i was getting to because when you come back here or incarnate here for however many times you decide to. Maybe, well, maybe the maybe the new soul is the, the one that have never came That's here before. That's what I believe. Yeah, yes. they had other experiences elsewhere mm-hmm. in the, in, in the, the universe or the galaxy. Or yeah, <laughs> and they just like, all right, I guess it's Earth's turn. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, okay, I can get with that. I yeah, because like I don't think they're like little like crawling right, right, babies. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, yeah. just like in the movie Soul, they may not have, they do not have the physical form mm-hmm. of a human because yeah. human body are, yeah. you know, for Earth. Mm-hmm. But yes, um, the new souls are the ones who haven't yet been here on Earth, okay. and everything it may be new for them. But I look the way it shows to me. I think of it like. Super Mario game, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you start on level one yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. you you finish that board, and of course I am not a mental health professional, mm-hmm. but if you were to try to stop your game in the middle of the board, you don't you don't just stay up there in the digital, you mm-hmm. know, the spirit world. You have to come back and you start back from the the yeah. the level that you started at. They call then, that a roguelike game. In the gaming world, like when you die, you go straight back. It doesn't matter how far you go and yeah. getting that game is called it, they classify that type of game as roguelike. And what happens is when you die, say you was playing for two, three hours, mm-hmm. you got far, you got all this equipment and whatever the case may be, you done had all you want all these different boards. When you die, you go straight back to the beginning <laughs> yeah. and you gotta start all over again all from over the bottom. Again. And that's the real agony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me, he's like, "What? You thought Sheesh. you were escaping this, yeah, and you yeah. got you get kicked back to the front of the line." But yes, I believe you reincarnate so many times here until you master all of your purpose. Mm. You know your dharma, mm. and then you know maybe you become a spirit guide. Mm-hmm. Maybe you reincarnate you and, somewhere you else. You go to another experience in the galaxy yes. or the universe. Yes, mm-hmm. and then you know while you're waiting up there. You know, maybe as an ancestor, you get to assist people, you know, oh, yeah. with helping Some them along their way. Some people get stuck up there. Some people get stuck there because, like, for example, I honestly think that when you kind of, like, memorialize someone, they kind of get stuck there. They always constantly getting called on. Mm-hmm. And that can be a, a sort of 
torture in, in and of itself because when you transition into the astral plane and or the spiritual world and people are still calling on you like for example every time you know this month comes around people want to throw around uh mlk's name if people want to throw around you know x's name and whoever else they want to throw around so those people never get to really truly detach from their experience here mm -hmm. and are constant people like michael jackson prince people who've impacted people's lives through music and things like that they're always going to be attached to this realm because mm -hmm. people are always going to call on them mm -hmm. and call on what they did here so you know, it's very important that those of you who are on your path, those of you who want to start your path, or those of you who think it ain't real, to really do some, sit back and do some real, um, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, <laughs> self-discovery, or reach out to someone that you know who might be on that path that can put you, point you in the right direction, you know, because that's something that you don't want to miss out on and go against why you decided to come here mm -hmm. and whatever reason you decide to come here you know don't miss out on that oh. like there's so much more to this this we live in a <laughs> we live in a world of abundance there's more than enough for every single human being that's on this planet mm -hmm. and when we allow these people to tell us that there's not then when they're manufactured scarcity and a fear manufactured scare mm -hmm. you know fear and scarcity and lack you know That's why people hoard mm -hmm. people hoard love self-love mm -hmm. they don't allow yes. their self-love to grow and be shared as it should be yes because self love of does not replace fear. connection mm -hmm. it does not replace and love you know it, it's fear you know you can't live in that space mm -hmm. you can't be in the fear of like oh well if i you know and my genuine self with this person, they're going to do this. If you've gone into it like that, then don't go into it mm -hmm. because you're going into it already with a sense of lack and fear and scarcity and you're going to fail. Yes. And that's anything you do. And this podcast, as I tell you all, all the time, this podcast is a prime example. I've been wanting to do this podcast for 10 years. <laughs> people oh yeah, do your podcast, do your podcast. But I was so worried about, oh, if, if people going to listen and mm -hmm. this and this and that, and I had to get past that. Yeah. And, yeah, y'all sometimes like I don't give a rat's ass listen. Yeah, like I'm trying to. I gotta yeah, move. Got you holding me up. Yeah. you mm -hmm. holding me up. Yeah, you know. So, by the way, if you know, so you used to do a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, is your is your podcast still out in the wild for people to oh, yeah. listen it's to still the out archives? In the wild. Um, it's <laughs> it's me pre spiritual awakening mm. it's called private party podcast it might still be available on um on apple mm -hmm. i believe and maybe spotify i think those those were the two things we were on but yes mm -hmm. it's still up there and i think our page is even still open on instagram and that was a, a great experience but that was an experience that i think i needed because i started mm -hmm. to realize like how much like how much like your story really is your yeah. that is your blueprint like yeah. that is your catalyst mm -hmm. like your experiences good or bad or even indifferent it does mm. not matter that is your driving force like that is your tool like yeah. you have yeah. your dharma and you have your karma like your dharma is the thing that you got to go through regardless like that is your your way forward and mm -hmm. your karma is just a consequence of those actions the again decisions. we label it good or bad yeah. but they They're, are all neutral. purposeful mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and as the I, you know i like to tell people who know me 
I always tell them the 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 nursery rhyme of row 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 your boat gently down the stream life is but a dream there's so much to unpack in that little thing because the way you control life and the way for anything is you go with the flow absolutely you row your boat the way the flow is going so you can better see and make decisions because if you're going against your current you're not going to be able to see what's going on behind you and you're going to be fighting your entire life because you're going against your current Mm -hmm. and that's why like I have. and eventually you're going to lose (laughs) yes i have a friend and she's a lifeguard and she always talks about how challenging it is to teach adults Mm. how to swim Mm -hmm. because when you're a child you know of course when you're in utero you're in liquid and and all all of that and then when you're an infant and you're learning how to swim it's so much more easy you know, to let go because all you know is going with the flow, Mm -hmm. you know, but then as we are taught and we believe, you know, that life is scary, our experiences can, there's fear and -hmm. and things like that. It becomes so much harder for humans Mm -hmm. to let go. Mm -hmm. And so you're afraid if I let go, I'm going to drown. If I let go, this bad is going to happen. You always anticipate the worst. So I, that's how I anticipate, excuse me, that's how I acknowledge, you know, going with the flow is because, Literally, like when you're floating in the water, the current is going to take you where yeah. you need to go. Yeah. It, that's exactly what it's going to do. When the more you fight, you're yeah. exhausted. You're you taking on see, water. Yep. You mm-hmm. can't see if you need to swim over to the left or swim to the right because you're fighting. All you know is panic in those panic, moments. Yep. And, you know, that bring that, that brought up a, a thought in my head here. And I just wrote it down is, you know, realizing that we all come out of water. We all come from water. And you know and that's the that's the thing you know even with some of the ancient you know uh creation stories you know some of you might have heard of the primordial waters um matter of fact it gets so deep with the the concept of water you literally are born into water what happens you know what's the first thing that goes your water breaks mm-hmm. the, the woman's water breaks you know uh or uh if you want to get a little bit more, you know, a little bit more intimate, you know, in some areas in, in Africa, like Rwanda, for example, you're not considered a man if you can't make her waters flow. <laughs> it's called Kenyaza. Wow. Yeah. And more so just that even on a macro level, the, you know, you already got the oceans and everything, even the space, even, in, you know, in the religious texts. They call space waters. NASA trains in water, water to go in water. into space because they're not going into space. They're going into water. Yes. But that's a whole nother topic. But so the importance, even when you're doing rituals and cleansing, water is the main source. Yes. So I like to incorporate all four elements. A fire mm. element, whether yeah. if it's like a, a white candle or whatever color candle mm-hmm. that I'm called to use. Smoke, which is air. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, my rituals usually take place in water. Mm-hmm. And also earth, whether if it's like herbs or mm-hmm. flowers, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But yes, we forget how important it is to mm-hmm. submerge ourselves in water or even stand out in the rain every now yeah. and again and cleanse your aura. Just like that, Look, that that's why I'm so, one of my goals in life and one of my goals for, you know, my future family and my little one is to live at the beach. Mm-hmm. 
you know, that's something that me and her click on. That's the one of the first things she's ever asked me for. She said, Daddy, I want to live at the beach. And I said, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on it and make that happen. Right. But you mentioned using all four elements. You actually, and one of the elements um, that we kind of overlook that you, that even in your ritual that you're using, you know, you mentioned the earth, wind, fire, water, but light is the fifth element. Mm-hmm. And when you light that candle, that's giving you that fifth element. But do you remember um, one of that, was it one of the cartoons when you were younger, uh, Captain Planet? Yes. <laughs> you remember Captain Planet? And you remember when they all came together, it was earth, wind, mm-hmm. fire, water. And oh, well, it was earth, air, fire, water. And then they had the, the little kid. He had the heart ring. Mm-hmm. Right. And you remember when that's how they made Captain Planet. Mm-hmm. Right. So remember when they tried to do it without With the heart and what, he was all messed up and he was just destroying stuff mm-hmm. like that stuff is so important and and in our lives they put stuff in front of us because the secret is there is no secrets here they have to tell you what's going on now whether you pay attention or not that's all you, you. <laughs> but they have to tell you how to maneuver in this environment that's one of the requirements mm-hmm. you cannot hide information from anybody so they just get clever with how, how they, they depict yeah, it. Yeah. But again, yep, it's there. And just know. like she brought, just like Kaya brought up earlier, when you watching things and you start getting those goosebumps and that hair starts standing up, you need to pay attention. Be cognizant of the energy that you take on going to, going to sleep with that television on. Oh man. No. <laughs> Listen, there is no television in any of my rooms. No, upstairs. not in my bedroom. Absolutely Mm-mm. not. No. That's the only television. Well, I got a television in my office, but in the room, mm-hmm. in Zori's room, in my room, there's no television. Absolutely there's not. No, living room is okay. I didn't even want to put that in there, mm-hmm. but it, you know. Yes. Yeah, so, like my the the light that I look towards is also the light of my soul. You mm-hmm. know that love. Love is light. Love casts out darkness. Love casts out fear. Mm. Fear is associated with darkness. That's why you know, like people are afraid of the dark. <laughs> things mm-hmm. like that. Those are that's that's when you can't see anything. And a lot of times, the things that we can't see, we're afraid of. Mm. But, you know, to get to piggyback off of that, you know, once you start to tap into yourself, at first, the darkness seems to be terrible. Mm -hmm. It seems to be, you know, but you came out of water and darkness. Mm -hmm. You were born into darkness. You weren't born in the light. You can't. There's no light in the womb. Mm -hmm. It's just darkness, warmth and water. You're going to return back to darkness. Yes. And so once you realize that and you go through your your own um your pathway you understand that everything comes out of darkness it all had to come out of dark darkness is the chaos darkness is the creativity the original creativity the in the original intellect mm-hmm. and that's why when you close your eyes what are you returning to yes the darkness yes because that's where it all resides think about a tree a plant a seed mm. it has to, to be go in the ground in the darkness, darkness yep. be buried mm-hmm. it doesn't just sprout upwards it has mm-hmm. to dig deep further into yep. that darkness because there is yep. that darkness is needed it's, it comes back to duality duality has to and that's exist. what it is and that's what we spoke about you know your spiritual man standing on the water and on your land mm-hmm you know, and <laughs> it's that look, that's what they do, you know, and even um, that's what the epitome of being 
a spiritual being having a human experience is all about. Mm -hmm. You're standing on both dualities for a reason. Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, we're hoping that people, you know, especially in today's age where you really can't, you don't have no excuse. You can't say you didn't know. Right. You know, you're not you your can't, parents or your grandparents. Yeah, you can't, I don't even think they can say they didn't know, but you definitely can't say <laughs> right. you didn't know. You know, everything, that, every movie that you've ever watched talked about one, that topic, mm-hmm. you know, at some level or, or another. And, uh, but yeah. And you, you can't have one without the other. You Mm-mm. cannot, <clears throat> excuse me, strive to transcend and ascend and become so enlightened yeah. that you neglect, neglect your that human physical experience. experience yeah. And the and more th- you connect with your ancestors, your spirit guides, whomever you receive your messages from, the more you connect mm-hmm. with them, the more that they will guide you along this journey of fulfilling your your dharma yeah. this lifetime. Absolutely. And that and that is the point right there because all of these religions teach you to neglect your physical experience mm-hmm. you know oh that's it's your body your body is making you know that's the devil or you know your ego is bad and all this just just worry about your spiritual self and so you you know you'll have a good life when it's over yeah bob marley said if you knew the value of life you'll live now mm-hmm. yes i mean that to me all these religions mm. all of these experiences mm. they're all all trying to get you to have a peaceful death. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, it, it's just like there's a book. It's called "The Denial of Death" by Ernest Becker. Okay. And I was, I would suggest that people read it because I think that entire topic of death is what really has people really messed up and i think that the way they presented it to us growing up in school and in movies has really ultimately caused us to be in the space that we are right now Mm -hmm. because it's always oh you you know don't worry about here just do whatever you just be obedient and you'll have a better life in the afterlife like they're not lying but they lying Mm -hmm. at the same time (laughs) of course the life gonna be better because you're gonna be back in you know the space in which you came from Mm -hmm. But you don't have to give up anything here for that. Mm-hmm. You can have, and my, my motto is, I'm going to have the best of everything in all realms while I'm here. The best of both worlds while I'm here. I'm going to have all the, whatever little physical stuff I want, material stuff, the house, the, the, the lifestyle that I want, I'm going to have that while I'm here. And I'm going to also have the levels of spiritual self while I'm here. Like there is no, you don't have to be one of them people where it's one or the other. You can have whatever experience you want to have. And that's what I'm going to have. And that's why I look at it. Yeah. And you can, I think the thing is to not become so obsessed or think of like the Bible, be of yeah, the world, yeah. not be mm-hmm. in the world, not of the world, you mm-hmm. know, like, and it's just, yeah, and that's a duality phrase that people take. They, they take it for it to be literal. Yes. <laughs> and that all that means is be mindful that you're not just a physical being no you are a spiritual being having a human experience and part of that human experience is to enjoy these things which are the fruits Mm, of matter mm, you know like mm -hmm. all of those Mm -hmm. things like and so it's just like when i think about how all of these religions all want us to have a peaceful death and 
to me, sometimes when I think of like how they say neglect your body and things like that, because when it comes to like time to die, mm-hmm. you know, that's the last thing you have to let go of is your physical body. <laughs> like it's, I don't know if you've ever seen someone pass away or yeah. witness that, but like, yeah. you know, you can they, feel that, that energy leave that space. Yes. Too. Yeah. When they emotionally start to disconnect mm-hmm. from people yeah. Yeah. and when they start disconnecting from food and things mm-hmm. like that. And then they start disconnecting from oxygen. Yeah. And yeah. Cause then, once the oxygen go, that's it. Yeah. You know, that's the number one thing we need. Yes. You know, is, is that air yeah, and it, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. And that's the last thing to go mm-hmm. is, you know, that disconnect from being here. Yep. yep. And for some people, it is a very, very, very hard transition for some physical people. I've, I've witnessed, I mean, like I said, my grandfather, grandmother had passed and, mm-hmm. Sometimes some people don't want to let go of this physical realm, not yeah, because yeah. of they're afraid of what's on the other side, but sometimes the attachment to the life that you created mm-hmm. here can be a challenge. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's important to know that all th- this experience is temporary. It is very temporary. And you should maximize your experience, mm-hmm. not the experience you give others. And that, and even with that temporary, that whole topic in and of itself lends itself to everything that we do here and people get so caught up in oh you know i need it this needs to be forever no you're not here forever you're only here temporarily so whatever experience that you have is going to be temporary it doesn't even matter if it's 50 years it's still temporary everything has a beginning and an end yep especially in this space because Mm -hmm. it's not designed to be like that no you know (laughs) so and i think that's one of the biggest you know I don't even know what to call it. Like the <laughs> the biggest bamboozle, you know, that's ever happened was getting people to think that the relationships and whatever they're doing is supposed to be forever. Yeah. No, you're not here forever. So why would you even believe that in the first place? And when you get married, you're married to that person until you're not. Mm-hmm. Whether death do you part or not, you know, like it, it's you and and judging and really what it comes down to is because of death, but you know, that's one of the experience here that really messes people up because we know intrinsically that we don't die. So that whole idea is still, it's like, what? Death is nothing but transition. Mm. Even, you know, if you tap into like tarot and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, you know, or the number nine, Mm -hmm. it's a transitional number. Did you see that movie, that little animated movie, Nine? No. There's a little animated movie called Nine. Yeah, and that's what that, it's like these little, yeah, it's like these little sack people. Mm-hmm. And they, he, he was number nine. Yeah, it was an interesting movie. Yes, and it's all like death is just a transition. Mm-hmm. And we experience so many deaths before we die. Yeah, yeah. And the more you recognize, like when you're in a mode and it feels like you're losing something, mm-hmm. something is simply just changing shape. It's, that's it. That's it. It's all changing shape. That's so it. It, you have to let go so mm. it can become what it's going to be, mm-hmm. whether if it's you and, you know, a new train of thought, a new perspective, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You really have to let go to let things decease. They, Absolutely. They have to die. And, you know, and one thing that uh, because of death, you know, in this experience that we're having, um, we judge things on time. Mm-hmm. Time is so important, but it really isn't because time is only important because of death mm-hmm. time doesn't exist outside of that De- time is literally just a measuring tool 
that's it. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't have no other power besides just to measure. And the only reason why it seems so powerful is because as a human being, you know that you're going to transition out of this phase. So we want to time everything. Oh, mm-hmm. it's been millions of years. Oh, that thing is 100 light years away. Oh, we've been together for two years. Where am I ring? <laughs> you know, and all of that comes because in the back of your mind, you're like, look, I'm trying to get here. I'm trying to do everything I'm trying to do before I transition out of here. Yes. And you're missing the point. And I think I personally, and I don't, I try my best not to judge anything on time. Mm-hmm. I just let whatever happens, happens in, you know, and you look back, oh, you know, we were together for three years. Oh, okay. We did this, this. I hated you then. You know, <laughs> or, you know, we had a great time. It just was time, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but that's because I want to experience a certain experience that I'm looking for before I transition out of here. Right. And I think that's what, with everybody, but that's at the core root of, you know, being a, spiritual being having a human experience and i think we covered a lot of different you know the from the attention to the you know numerology to the waters of life to you know the traumas of life and all of these things that we you know mentioned here on this you know on this episode are things that the people who are listening or who are will listen in the future are going to grasp with doesn't matter if they're on the path or not Mm-hmm. So with that, do you have any, you know, closing thoughts that you want to leave anyone <laughs> with? Yeah, it all comes back to intention. Lead with love and face fear, like push past it, push past it. You come to that fork in the road and mm-hmm. if you have to choose between going backwards towards fear or mm-hmm. choosing love, choosing the high road, always choose love. That doesn't mean that. Fear isn't going to be present. Fear mm-hmm. isn't going to show its head, but you will have the ability to push past mm-hmm. it. And I think that is what is so important. Loving yourself, spreading love to others, and doing things from love, yeah. not for love. Mm. And all That self-love, that self-love belongs to you. That love belongs to you, and you're yes. sharing it with the world and with the people around you. I really you. believe that's part of everyone's purpose is to mm. love and servitude to to others love and teach yeah, we're here for connection not mm-hmm. disconnect yes so all right i appreciate you coming on and you know make sure you let everyone know that you're going to be on so they can hear your voice again i'm sure a lot of you you have a lot of followers that <laughs> want to hear you back on the podcast scene so i really appreciate you and i enjoyed your energy and thank you thank and you from one libra to another yeah, yeah <laughs> you know libra cast yes <laughs> that did conclude the interview with kaya and first and foremost miss kaya thank you so much for coming on and sharing your energy and experience with myself and the friendly speaking podcast family and you know i've learned something from that entire interview with her you know being able to understand and roll with your punches as you heard you know her talk about her you know her ego and she the name that she gave her ego and being able to take accountability is what that was 
in my view. She took accountability for the parts of herself that may go off the hinge from time to time. And she also told you she, you know, the analogy with the car where she told her ego Guji to, you know, sit in the back seat and, and, and stay buckled up. You know, when she needs you, she'll call on it. And, and that's what, I, you know, we I think that we all should aspire to is to take accountability of those parts of ourselves that wouldn't, you know, in today's society be considered negative, but they're not necessarily negative. They are tools that we all have. And when we take control of those tools instead of allowing those tools to run rampant, then we can then also start our own paths to what our true meaning of life is for ourselves. So when we transition out of here, when we go back to our true spiritual selves, our true souls, we can take all of totality of our experience here and add it to the pool of the ultimate, you know, unity of all knowledge, because you are important. And your knowledge that you gain here is also important. So with that, thank you so much, you all, for listening. You can find, like, subscribe to the podcast. You can find it on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, and also Instagram at underscore Frankly Speaking Podcast. Stay dangerous. Peace.